the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. We have five open lines available right now. So if you have a car question or if I can settle a car argument at the dinner table, the breakfast table, or if you uh, have been told two different things from two different people about a problem in your car, then 602-508-0960. Gil's going to answer the phone, and he says, you want to talk to Mark? And you say yes, and he'll say, what's your name? And you'll say, Karen or Bob, or whatever your name is, or you can make up a name, no one cares. And then he's going to whisper in my ear, and he's going to say, Karen's your next caller. And then I'll finish what I'm talking about, and then I'll go. That's how it works, 602-508-0960. There's another shop in town that I've worked with for many, many years, and actually I've sent a couple of cars to him that were out of my geographical area. I'm in Tempe, and he's in at, at I-10 and, and Bell Road. But Kurt's has always gone the extra mile, not just for me, but for the customer. And so I can't tell you how many times I said, this lady has taken her car numerous places. No one, all the estimates are different. All the repairs are different. The noise is there. She can make it happen because that's an important consideration. There's times we have to say to the customer, you have to wait till it gets worse and easier to find. That's all there is to it. You have to wait till it gets worse. Right now it's intermittent. Right now it comes and goes intermittently. And, and and all we can do is guess. And, and if we guess with your money, it's going to cost a lot of money. And and we don't even know where to start. Do we start with the suspension, the steering, the engine, the transmission, the climate controls? Do we start with the tires, the brakes, all the vibration points? Those are the kinds of issues that we have. So it's in your best interest to just do your best to, to create. And, and you know what? There's a lot of us old shop owners that if you walk in the door, not on a Monday morning or a Friday afternoon for obvious reasons, you walk in the door and you say, I've got a problem that I've had for two months and I have finally decided, I've determined on how to make it happen. Oh man, I want to tell you, you are, when you, those words come out of your mouth and you can demonstrate the problem, you saved yourself a hundred dollars plus. And here's the, how I got to that hundred dollars. Most all of us are well north of $100 an hour in labor. So to find this problem, if we have to put one or two technicians in the car and try to go drive it in the same kind of way that you told us to, to get it to happen. And and it just costs a lot of money. But if you can say, you have to put the radio station on this station, you have to put the climate controls here, you have to have it warmed up, you have to do this, and then you're going to make a sweeping right turn, like on getting on 19th Avenue on the freeway, sweeping right turn, and you're going to hear this noise or this vibration, and you're going to do this or that. If you can write that down where we can hand that description to the technician, there's a good chance that the technician is going to call you, and he's going to say, well, let me ask you, how fast should I be going? That's the kind of communication that will get the 
the problem fixed, identified first, and fixed second. That's part of the, the repair process that I'm sure every single body within the sound of my voice has been taking their car into a repair shop, and this has happened in mine, so I'm not beating up the world on it. This has happened to mine. You said, I've got this problem. And then they said, this your problem is going to be fixed for $311. And then they fix it for $311, and you drive away, and you're in the car for maybe 10 minutes, and you say, they didn't get it. That happens. That happens. It happens to me. And, and it's just one of those things that we have to deal with that, both as a customer and the shop. If Now, what's going to happen a lot of times is, is the shop's going to say, well, you needed that anyway. <laughs> and you, you can say to them, we'll know how close your guess was once we fix this. So you've sold me a new set of tires, and you said that'll fix it, and it didn't fix it. But then I took it over to this transmission shop, and they found the rear transmission mount was bad. And that was causing the vibration. It wasn't the tires. So you sold me a set of tires and told me it would fix it, and it didn't. He put a rear tranny mount in it, and it fixed it, and it did. Those are the kinds of conversations you're likely to have. We got a caller, and who might that be? Say good morning to Chuck. Chuck, good morning. How are you? Good, Mark. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for asking. How can I help you? I have a question. Uh, my daughter went in for an oil change last week. And uh, they said that one of her CV boots was leaking, and they gave her an estimate for $1,400 to replace it. And I looked over the work order, and they're replacing both CV. I guess they're uh, changing the entire axle. And I guess I have two questions. One is, when you replace the CV uh, axle, do you do them in pairs? Is that uh, common to do it that way? Sure, it sure suits us better than that way, isn't it? <laughs> do you? I well, mean, it sure does. But you know, <laughs> some things you you do replace in pairs, and some things you don't. I'm not that you know versed on well, it, let, so I just thought I'd right. ask your no. Let me let opinion. me answer your question. It uh, you yes, you should replace your shoes in pairs. And you should replace your socks in pairs, and you should not, you don't have to replace your hearing aids in pairs, um, although it's right. hard to have two different remotes. It, you, first of all, um, how many miles are on the car approximately? About fifty thousand. Okay, so we have there's two axles in the front, and each one of them has a right. constant velocity joint, a CV joint on each end. So we have a total of four boots. It's always the outer boot that's bad. Why don't we just? Okay pop the outer joint. Uh, uh, here's what we do. We take the tire off. Then we dis disconnect the spindle assembly. We m walk the axle out of it. We secure the axle. We knock the end joint off of it. We look at it. There's no metal in there. The boot's torn and it's slung all the grease out, but you didn't drive it long enough to just eat the joint up. So we put a new, we pack a new grease, uh, a new boot with grease. We stick it on. We band it. Chick, 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 and we're done. No alignment. No okay. nothing. We just do it. Why don't we just do that at 50,000 miles? Why are we doing both axles? Does the both axles really serve you? I wish you would have started this conversation off with how often and what, at what mileage do you typically see front drive axle boots go bad? And I said, well, first of all, the outers go bad. Um, the inners will last twice of the outers. The inners don't have a okay. big angle to deal with, but the outers have to, the axle has to turn left and right. So the, the inner boot doesn't have to do that. 
I just think you need a second opinion. I, I, I don't have anything nice to say about the scenario that you're in. $1,400 worth of axles because we got one boot that's leaking? And and you haven't said anything about a grinding noise. You haven't said anything about a vibration noise. You haven't said anything that the car's pulling hard to the right because the boot's all seized up and she's driving it that way for the last 10,000 miles. You haven't said any of that. So Well, see, that's what, the thing, Mark. Um, when she brought it in, the car was it just needed an oil change. And then when she brings it home, all of a sudden she finds that there's grease leaking in the driveway now, and it wasn't before. And, you know, 1400 and she's freaking out. <laughs> $1,400 for her car. Uh, she asked me to replace it. And I don't know. I probably could do it. I'll, I'll do your favorite thing. Look on YouTube how to do it. But, um, uh, I, well, let, I, I, let me I, ask you a couple, let me ask you a couple questions. Um, sure. you, if it's the outer joint that's bad, I'm, I'm sure of that. And the boot kind of tears slightly. And at 50,000 miles, I'm yes. kind of concerned about that. Right. But it, as the axle spin, it, it throws grease in a circle all the way around that, that, that joint. Um, I think right. you need to go there and look at that. I think you need to look at that. I think you need to see. I think you need to put it up on a jack or you need to get underneath it and inspect all four boots on the front axles. And if you come back and say, there's no grease on any of the boots, you got a really big problem. Now, okay. without saying anything, is this a chain store, a general yes. repair store, a dealership? No, what? It's a chain. Okay, okay, okay. Is it a chain store that focuses on suspension and alignments? Uh, is it a brake store? Is it a quick lube facility? What is it? It's more of a transmission oil that they change oil kind of shop. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I, I I feel confident that um, you and I have had a, 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 a good conversation, and I feel confident that you told me the truth because there's three answers to my questions, yes, no, and or I don't know. But I'm just not buying 50,000 miles, $1,400 axles. I think that serves them a whole lot better than it does you and your daughter. And, yeah. and, and, and you know, if you want, um, get an axle put, get a boot put in on that right side. And then um, if you want, I'll, I'll drive it to Flagstaff and back for you and uh, to prove that it's going to be okay. <laughs> well, I'll the other thing and... is, is they have the prices for the axles, and one was 299 and it was a Duralast, and then the other one was 399 and it was a Napa premium a- a- axle. They're, they're changing the whole drive axle, not just the boot. No, 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 you're getting two, for $1,400, you're getting two drive axles, the complete. Yeah. Okay. Complete. You're getting so, two axles, and you're getting two joints and two boots on each axle. Two joints, two boots on each axle. You're getting brand new axles. Well, you're getting brand new reconditioned axles, probably. Okay. Yeah, I, I went on AutoZone, and it says that the axle complete axle assembly for that uh, vehicle is like $69. So Okay, all right. Now, let's, I mean, let's I know. wait a minute. Let's go through that, okay? Um, what's a fair markup at a $70 axle? What What would you say is fair? Now, the markup has to cover, I mean, it has to cover the time the car's in the shop. It is a profit center. And we also have yeah. to that it has to have some money there for the axle uh, if it if it fails during warranty because we're going to have to fix it so right. we need some money for that. So if All if right. you were owning your own shop at and then you paid seventy bucks for an axle, how much are you going to charge Mark Salem for your axle? Oh, probably uh, one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars, I imagine. Geez, you ought to come to work for a couple of my friends. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. 
if we double it, basically what we're doing is is if the axle goes bad, the the guy that we bought right. it from isn't going to back it up. So we'll just we'll just charge you enough to get another axle. That's all. That's all. So you're seventy dollars. I mean, the two hundred's a little bit steep for me, but the seventy dollars is okay. It, don't get tap wrapped up in how much they cost. But if you really want to figure out how much they cost, go to Rock Auto and punch in the VIN number and say, I want two two drive axles for the thing, and, and that's the rock bottom price. That's the rock bottom price. And many of us, I want to tell you something from a from a pragmatic point of view. My shop is a 20-bay shop. We buy lots of parts, sometimes ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 a day. We have two full-time parts people. The technician doesn't pick what happens to the car. So if he says, I got a bad boot, then, then the shop foreman goes over there and looks at it and says, yeah, I think we should just do the boot or no. But if he's pushed on sales, then he'll say, well, let's just sell both axles. And then parts puts the number, and then and then the shop technician puts the number for the labor. The two of them go together. We add 15 to 20% for Shep supplies, environmental charges, and sales tax, and that's your 1400 bucks. That's how we got there. Okay? Okay. So if it's just if she just needs that outer boot, like you suggested, probably needs. How much does that cost us to replace that? What what, what, what would I, she be looking at? I, I don't even know. What, I don't even know what kind of car it is, but I'm going to guess that it's going to be five hundred dollars, give or take two hundred bucks. Oh, okay. I'm thinking it's, it's going. Yeah, it, it's oh, we got to take the, the the suspension apart. The tire comes off. Then we have to take the the upper ball joint loose to get it out. Then we have to slide the axle out, and then we're going to put in a device and we're going to replace the axle. We're going to clean the joint with solvent, and then we're going to put a new boot and a, a new boot that's filled with grease. And then we're going to slide it back in. Then we're going to put this, and then we're going to have to line it. So you got all those moving parts. And so I'm going to guess 500 plus or minus 200 bucks, and there's probably a couple of shop owners that are cringing that I didn't bid in enough, and there's probably a couple of do-it-yourselfers that say I'm ripping you off, but, you know, I don't care. <laughs> anyway, we're going to run. Thank you very much, 602-508-0960. I got five lines open, 602-508-0960, and if I screwed up the bid, call me and tell me. When you can't stop, <coughs> there's Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub sends powerful medicated Vicks vapors right to the source of your... <coughs> so you can experience cough relief and breathe easier. Generations of families have trusted Vicks VapoRub to help relieve the worst cold symptoms. So next time you have a cough, reach for the Vicks VapoRub. Vicks VapoRub. Cough relieving is believing. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Welcome back to The Dog Show. Up next, we have Satchmo. Satchmo is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their couch-snuggling, ball-chasing, face-licking, tail-wagging, backyard-hanging, and, of course, companionship. And what breed would you say Satchmo is? I'd have to go with maybe a lavish terrier-hound, chihuahua-looking kind of mix. Tremendous dog. Mm, I'd also like to point out Satchmo's coloring, a white, gray-brown, black brindle, simply marvelous. You know, it's such a treat to watch a dog like this. Now, let's see him in action. Look how he makes eye contact with his person. That's actually known as the treat stare. 
How intuitive. And now he appears to be excitedly turning in circles. Ah, oh, the happy dance, so common with this group. And finally, the loving face lick. It's great how he just gets in there and, well, licks. Fantastic. But really, the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Satchmo is to meet one. Visit theshelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator. As a space systems operator. And I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration. We team. deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data. Flying to Afghanistan, bringing wounded warriors back to Germany. We take care of injured personnel on a daily basis. And then flying them from Germany back to the States. As a member of the Thunderbirds, I get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the United States Air Force Reserve to the U.S. and the world. It's a very exciting career. One of the greatest things about the Air Force Reserve is all the different opportunities. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. I enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. Well, welcome back, everybody. Let me tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto Repairs. They've been around in Phoenix since 1967. When you walk in the front door, Ellen, who's the wife of of the big dog, um, Ellen will meet you. And and don't you guys don't think for a minute she that she's ignorant about cars because <laughs> she isn't. <laughs> she's been around cars her whole life, and she's a cowgirl, and she knows what it's like to put a man in his place. So. Always, when you go into those kinds of an environment, in, in my shop too, my wife and my daughter, is just ask questions. That's the easiest thing to do is don't, you don't get in any trouble. But they do really good work. They've been around a very long time. Vehicle maintenance, auto emissions, t- tires, alignment, spark plugs, everything bumper to bumper on your car. They do it foreign and domestic. So they're at 38th Avenue and Indian School, and I'm real proud to tell you about them. It's a good shop, and it's one I'm really proud of. Let's go to the phones. Kevin, good morning. How can I help you? Well, hi, Mark. Good morning. So nice down here in Glendale. Thank you. Say, so, yeah, I bought my 2013 Ford one, F-150 five years ago at 25,000 miles, and it got uh, 16 and a half miles per gallon here in town. Now it's got 50,000 miles on it, and I'm only getting 12 miles per gallon. What would cause that? I've done all the filter changes, you know, the air filter and kept the oil up and all that stuff. Okay. Because that drop. Well, it's nothing. Uh, we have to be cognizant of, of the season right now. Um, up here in Payson, it was 19 degrees this morning when I walked out in my boxer shorts with the dogs to take a leak in the backyard. And so it's cold. And when you start your car, sure. it's going to use a whole lot of fuel to bring that motor up to operating temperature. And so the idea okay. is, is that that we're in, and then we also have some pretty humidity. We have a lot of humidity, so the air that's going into the engine's got a little moisture with it, which will degradate your fuel economy. So I don't like looking at a snapshot on the mile per gallon on my truck. I, I just leave it the whole time. I never reset it. And and my truck's a ten. It's a two thousand. No, it's a two thousand twelve Dodge uh, diesel. And I'm getting 16.8 miles to the gallon, and I've never reset it in 150,000 miles. 
and I'm real happy. Now, because we just talked, I might reset it this afternoon and see what happens. But but I'm looking at the big picture, and, and every once in a while it'll change 16.8 to 16.9, or it'll go 16.6. Like the other day I hauled a tractor down Phoenix, and I, and I dropped, uh, I think, a half a mile to the gallon because I was having a, a big load. But I wouldn't worry about that. I, I, I really wouldn't. I think it more has to do with the environment than anything else. You don't have a check engine light. That's good. No, no, everything's just fine on that. But yeah. my son said uh, every other tank puts some uh, fuel injector cleaner in it. Well, here's the problem with that. The fuel injector cleaner can cost you 10 bucks divided by 10 gallons. That's a buck a gallon more for your fuel, okay? Yeah. Number two, if you had a fuel injector problem, you'd have a code. And if you had a code, right. we'd know that. So right. to put a fuel injection, uh, it makes the people you bought that can from happy, but <laughs> it's not your motor's not going to love you more if you give it some fuel injection cleaner. If it idles smooth and no check engine lights on, there is no reason to put some, artificially inseminate the fuel tank with some love potion that you think your motor's going to love you. And I'm making fun of the whole idea, not of you. Please understand that. Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's running just like a champ. You know, it's got plenty yeah. of power and it's uh, just a perfect truck. Pulls yeah, my trailer I, up the hill, and I can accelerate going up the hill, pulling my trailer and everything. Yeah. I I, I want to tell you something. I, I don't mean to make fun of the people that sell fuel injection cleaner. I just choose not to. I, I know that there's not going to be any benefit. There's no there's nobody that's walked into my shop or anybody else's shop and said, oh, since I put the fuel injection cleaner in, it runs like it's brand new. Well, then you had a problem before. So you had to have a check yeah. engine light or something. So I don't want to stand on the shoulders of the people that sell gasoline additives. I just I want to respectfully disagree with your son's advice that your car will love you more if you put fuel injection cleaner in it every once in a while. I, 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 don't, I don't think that the car's brain has that ability to love you more. Is the uh, fuel filter in the gas tank in that truck? No, no, it's external. It's in the fuel okay. line underneath the butt of the driver. Okay. All right. I just you wondered need, if that might be dirty and plugged up. No, not at all. What symptom do you have? Okay. You, you you just got through saying that you hauled a trailer up the hill, and if and if you had a plugged yeah, fuel, none. if you had a no substandard symptom. fuel supply problem, then you would you would have a problem calling your trailer up the hill. No, no symptoms at all. Yeah. None. None whatsoever. Yeah. So let's just uh, let's wait till you have thing? let's wait till you have a symptom, and then we'll deal with it. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Kevin. Bob, you're up next. How can I help you? Oh, okay. Bob dropped. Lines are open. That means there's five of them. So if you want to talk cars, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And I'll take the chance real quick while we're waiting for a caller. And we have four minutes, actually three and a half minutes. Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs run by a guy named Nate. Nate has hands like tennis rackets. The last thing you want to do is make him mad, not to mention the fact that I think he's at least eight feet tall. <laughs> and he's just a kind giant of a man. But he's no BS, and that's good for you in this respect because the technicians aren't going to tell him something he knows isn't true. So Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. He does a great job. He's open Monday through Friday, but they sell parts and aftermarket parts on their website 24 hours a day. So if you have a diesel and you live in the Scotts in the, the I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road area, you got a Chevy 
excuse me, a Chevy, a Ford, or a Dodge, and no matter whether you got the 7.3 or you got the 6.7 or you got the 5 liter or whatever, he's 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 really good at fixing those, and he's he's not going to guess with your money. So he's going to diagnose it, then he's going to bid it, and then he's going to fix it. That's the way it works. So that's strictly diesel service and repair. Again, the phone numbers is 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And if you're outside the Phoenix metropolitan area or if you're within the sound of my voice and you're in Iowa, 888-960-9696, And all those 96s in there is because we're at 96 KKNT in Phoenix. <laughs> And as a result of that, then all those 96s are there. Anyway, car car repair is really a common sense issue. And it's okay that you get second and third opinions. I think you'll figure out quickly, and, and especially women. And I, I'm not being sexist, but women usually are raising the kids. And, and they get to where they know bull as well as the truth. And they can look in the eyes of their kids, and no matter how the child's attempts to cover up the BS, moms know that. And and old guys like me that have been, I've been working on, I got my first gas station job at Ken's Broadway Shell at Broadway and Priest in Tempe in 1970. I was a sophomore in high school. Ken, God bless him, he, he passed away a long time ago. <laughs> I learned a lot from him. I mean a lot from him. But I must tell you, anybody that knows Ken Vivian, at least 25% of it I shouldn't have learned. <laughs> and he shouldn't have taught me because he was a little ornery. He was just a little ornery. He just didn't put up with... I remember one time he got mad at a guy named Mark who was working for him. And Mark had taken the interior out of his car while he was on the job. And Ken had stopped by that evening and saw that. And he was madder than heck. So he told Mark he was fired, get your car and get your seats and get out of here. When Mark starts putting the seats back in the car, Ken just puts the front seat in the trunk and he puts the back seat in the back and he hands him the keys. And Mark drove the car out, sitting on the floor, peeking over the top of the dash. (laughs) So he taught me a lot that I should not have seen and I've eliminated from my hard drive. But that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the old gray-haired guys that know the difference between right and wrong. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. As a constitutional law attorney, former senior legal advisor and personal counsel to President Donald J. Trump, Jenna Ellis believes in the rule of law and the importance of integrity in our elections. And on the Jenna Ellis podcast, she tackles the big cultural and legal issues facing America. Don't miss a single episode of the Jenna Ellis show. Follow today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. 
Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Glowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. (laughs) Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. (laughs) Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To some, a baby's babbling doesn't mean much, but it does, especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Learn more at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Hey, minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. Let me tell you real quick about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Brian and Thelma come from families that were in the gas station business in the 60s and 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s. Their parents ran gas stations. These young people, Brian and Thelma, they've been around gasoline and the smell of gasoline their whole lives. It's the only shop in Mesa I can recommend. There's lots of shops in Mesa. It's just that I am really comfortable that they know the difference between right and wrong. Because as you can imagine, I can become the lightning rod for a a customer unhappy with one of the shops I, I recommend. So if you're in Mesa, Thompson's Auto Repair is located on Main Street just east of Stapley. And it's a good place to do business with. Bob, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, can can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Oh, Mark. Good morning. Hey, thanks for your show. It's really educational, and and I appreciate your pragmatic approach to everything. I, my question okay. is, uh, I've got a 1981 CJ5, uh, all original, and uh, I was up in the Bradshaw Mountains with my family. We're going up uh, from Bumblebee over into Cleeter, and it's 
uh, it seems to me like because of the type of carburetor from the original manufacturer, it's, um, we get on a steep incline and it, and it fails. And I'm thinking, you know, I'd like to do either some maybe an electric fuel pump, but I don't. I think the pump's fine. I think there's some kind of bounce or some kind of float problem. But anyway, I, I well, wanted to pick your brain. Okay, sure, sure. Um, if you can do 70 miles an hour on your way home after you're out there four wheeling on a flat ground, or 70 or 80 or even 90, then it ain't a fuel pump problem. It's not a fuel delivery problem. It's a carburetor problem. And what I would do, I mean, let me tell you. 10% of the guys out there can do what I'm talking about. I'd take the lid off the carburetor. I'd find out where the float level was at. I'd check the float. I'd check the two metering jets in the bottom of the bowl to make sure they're not plugged up any at all. And I would just bring the float level up just a little bit, put the lid back on it, send you on your way. That's what I'd do. And if you want somebody to do that, tell me what where you're at geographically. Or if you can do it yourself, pull the top of it off. Make sure that you know the float should be level. The top of the float should be level when it's touching the needle and seat and shutting off the fuel. The float should be level. When you turn the okay. lid upside down, the float should be level. It should not it should be three o'clock, nine o'clock. It should not be two o'clock, seven o'clock. Gotcha. That's gotcha. not well, what the float Well Mark, I am not gonna do it. I can't do it myself. I um I'm a I'm a cabinet maker, damn it. But anyway, <laughs> um uh I'm at 24th Street in Indian School, and I've got a wonderful mechanic, but he's so good that he's always swamped. And I, I thought I would go to, uh, couldn't I go to some kind of, not fuel injection, because it's an 81, um, but, uh, yes. Uh, anyway, is there another, yeah. I, I've heard, I've, I got it on blogs and was looking, and there's uh, some kind of, a, uh, you can change it out uh, to make it where it's fuel. Uh, Throttle uh, body. Not, so. Yeah, you, that's that's twelve to $1,500. Ouch. You know, right. there's a guy right around the corner that's an old race car guy. His name's Billy at 25th Street Auto. On a 1 to uh, 10 scale, for Billy, this is a, a, a 1 or or maybe a 1 and a half. So 25th Street Auto, right around the corner from where you're at. Tell him when you get there, say, Mark Salem says you don't have a prayer in hell of fixing my problem, but if you'll call him, he'll help you. <laughs> and, and and but all all we need to do is we need to check the main metering, we need to check the inside of the carburetor, we need to check the float level. That's all we need. We don't need to replace the carburetor. We just need to check there. Somewhere along the line it's going to be there. Okay? Got to run, Bob. Thank you very much. Tom, you're up next. How can I help you? Yeah, hi Mark. Uh what do you think of the DEF blue platinum versus the regular? DEF is lighter fluid for your charcoal grill. Okay, <laughs> DEF—that's right, right. what it is. And so I am not in the favor of spending a whole lot more money for some fancy. You know what I'm going to say? Fancy uh, new performance-enhancing something that's going to make my life better. I'm not in the favor of that. DEF is just a lighter fluid to light the particulate filter on fire so that we can smoke your uh, your soot coming out of your diesel engine. And so, you know, you're going to have all kinds of different things. That Pink is better than blue and all that other kind of stuff. I ain't changing it. I'm not selling it. I'm not interested. It's, But it is a great marketing plan, and, and, and well, they'll probably make a lot of money. Because, yeah, well, I'm just afraid of, of breaking down when I drive, you know, uh, in the middle of nowhere, pulling the load. So, Well, let uh, me ask you, okay. what, are you, what are you driving first? Real quick, what are you driving? Uh... 3500 Dodge, Julie. And it's a, so it's a, is it a 6.7 or the 5.9 or what? 
No, it's a six seven with the Aston transmission, and I'm pulling okay. about ten thousand pounds all the time. Nothing, nothing. I I'd send my grandkids right. with you. I have a 2012. Oh. I got the pre DEF. I got the pre DEF. It's a one ton. Uh, I can haul my case tractor up and down the mountain. I'm still getting 16 and a half on the average mile per gallon. You don't need to worry about that. All you need to worry about is is we don't need to worry about anything because the, 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 we have pressure sensors front and rear. We have temperature sensors front and rear of your exhaust. The computer knows if the particulate filter is getting plugged up. It's going to pour the oh, DEF. It's going to light that son of a gun on fire. And then this temperature sensor is going to say, calm down, calm down. So if, if, you, if you don't have, pay attention to your dash instruments, and if you have a check engine light, get it fixed because that typically is the beginning of getting broke down. So don't don't dilly dally around. Get it into the shop or get somebody to look at it. I got to run, but anyway, thank you very much, Tom. Now Israel, Dave, and Bill, you stay right there because I'm going to get you one, two, three on the other side of this break. What is really going on in the real estate market? This is a question we get almost every day. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from two to three, right here on nine sixty The Patriot. This isn't some one-hour real estate infomercial. Arizona Real Estate Matters covers what is happening today in our real estate market. We discuss the current and ever-changing real estate facts and statistics that affect the largest purchase that you'll probably ever make. So for the most up-to-date real estate information affecting the real estate market today, tune in to Arizona Real Estate Matters every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. Hey guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons, but the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and worlds. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. See, you don't have to be perfect to be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Introducing the YMCA. What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the why for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the why, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Well, welcome back, everybody. 42 minutes after that hour, 11 o'clock, and I've got three f- callers in, in line, and I'm going to go straight to them. Israel, you're first. How can I help you? Thanks, Mark. Uh, real quick, I drive a 2004 Buick LeSabre Custom automatic, and I, at a, at the, as I drive it, 
between 25 and 30 miles an hour, I get a bump. And then at about 45 to 50, I get another bump. That is, I feel it under my rump in the seat, uh, as, and I call it a, a bump, sort of like okay. a, a thud. A, that's my problem. I'm wondering what you might think that might be. You have a broken motor mount. Oh, I'm so happy that you say that. I was thinking it might be my transmission. No. No, let me explain why. Th- those are the shift points. <laughs> you did a great job. <laughs> 25 I, to 30, and then, uh, no, those are the shift points. So so you, here's, here's what, now, don't you tell anybody this, okay? I want you okay. to open up the hood of the Buick, all right? I will. All right, and look through the hood, and you're going to start it up, and you're going to put your foot on the brake, your left foot on the brake, and you're going to put yes. it in drive, and you're going to go, and you're going to look at the motor. And I bet that you see the front part of the motor lift up and then let go of it, left go of your throttle. You're just going to go, and as soon as you let go, the motor's going to fall back down, and and you're going to feel the clunk. Then you're going to put it in reverse, and you're going to do the same thing. You're just going to go, and it won't move. <laughs> so the front okay. motor mount's broken, okay? But, but, okay. Uh, any idea what you would charge to fix that? Well, it it just depends on a whole lot of things. Um, it, how many miles are on the Buick? It's got seventy five thousand seven thirty nine. Okay, if it, if you had north of a hundred, I'd say I don't want to do one mount. I want to do both of the both of the engine mounts and maybe even the tranny mount. Let's do all three, but not at seventy five thousand miles. My personal my personal opinion is is I'm not doing those all at seventy five thousand. If you had north of a hundred, hundred and fifty, I'd want to do all three of them because now. I'm going to put a new mount on one side of the motor, which is going to stress the other mount. Now we're going to have a vibration that you said I gave you, and I did give you because you wouldn't let me put a mount over there. So I don't want to get involved in that kind of stuff. But I'm pretty sure you'll see it right off the bat. Hold your foot to the floor. Make sure that there's nobody in front of you. Don't do it in the garage. Do it out in the street where there's nobody in front of you. Just hold your foot to the floor on the the brake. Hold it, and then just... And you'll see that motor climb up and fall down, and you'll feel the knock you're talking about. Okay? Okay. Okay. Now, Mark, I, I'm going to press you again. Any idea what that might, char- might cost? Well, the mount's probably going to be less than $100, and I would imagine that the labor to replace the mount is somewhere, I'm going to guess, between $100 and $300, because <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Well, I've had work done for you, with you over in your shop in, uh, I guess, it's North Chandler. South uh-huh. Tempe, and I'll see what I can do about bringing her in. Okay, it, this is not something that you have to have done tomorrow. And yes, you can bring it in, and if you can show them or take them for a drive in the, in the car and show them the, the noise that you can duplicate it, that's all you really need. And okay. I'm assuming at 75,000 miles, we don't need anything. They could they could say, no, Mark's wrong. They're oil-soaked. We need to replace the valve cover gasket that's above the mount. The mount is oil-soaked, so we need to do those two things. So there's a lot okay. of moving parts, but if you've used this before, you're in our directory. And right now, we're kind of close to new customers just for a little while so we catch up on the ones that have been customers of ours for a long time so if you already have a number then you're in the catbird seat thank you very much israel dave you're up next how can i help you uh good morning i have a 2021 dodge ram 2500 it's got the 6.4 hemi in it and a dealership called me to let me know that at 16,000 miles i need to get my oil changed again 
Why again? Well, because they changed it at 7500 because my wife got the call and she took it in. How much did it cost you for the oil change? No charge. It's under the maintenance plan. Oh. Well, our, 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 that thing, doesn't it call for a synthetic? It is. Okay. Well, um, uh, yeah, okay, it's just cut and dried. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't let my staff do that. Um, they don't know how many miles you've got, so it could have been in, in the area of, of twelve to 15,000. Your owner's manual is the king. Um, the answer would have been, you know, give me your name and phone number. I want to call you back. Look at the owner's manual. The owner's manual says twelve to 15,000 on an oil change interval. You call back and say, well, I'm not in that area, but thank you very much. Goodbye. I, I don't know. I don't know how to handle that. I just find that offensive. And, and here's why. With cars of today, they do, they need so little maintenance that we have to do something. And there's some in our market, and I'm not talking about the guy that called you. There are some in our market that are changing all the parameters that are written in your owner's manual. The owner's manual is written for your car no matter if it's sold in South America, North America, Australia, Europe, Afghanistan, wherever it's sold. And so that's the manual by the people that wrote it. And and the oil manufacturers signed off on the fact that we've got longer oil change intervals. So I get wound up about this. You just wadded up my underwear something fierce, and I'm <laughs> mad at you about that. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Okay, Bill, you're up. Oh, hey, Bill, stay right there. 602-508-0960. I'm, I'm probably going to have room for one or two more calls before the end of the show at 58 minutes, which is 10 minutes. So if you want to get in, 602-508-0960. Bill, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I want to compliment you on the uh, advice. I know it's been a few callers back about the uh, replacing the boot. You don't have to change the whole darn axle just because the boot's leaking. Yes. And that's something I, I well, it leads to my question. You have someone there that's smart with, at your shop. That's, I live in Chandler. They're smart with uh, Italian cars. Which one are you talking about? Well, it's a Fiat. Which Fiat? Is, uh, okay. Italian, uh, What's it doing? Well, it's not leaking now, but I'm gonna. I'm looking towards when the mileage gets up there, uh, changing the timing belt, then we can look underneath and make sure the boots are in good shape. But I can usually tell when I change the oil. I see a crack, and I've so far I've caught them all right away. And then I remember taking it to shop once. Oh, it's going to cost. I'm guessing in the price. It's been years. $400 a change. You get a, you know, just buy another axle. No, I don't need an axle. I just need a boot. Well, and, and but let me be clear about this, okay? We're going to take the axle out one way or another, whether we're going to replace it or... Let me finish. We're going to take the axle out. We're going to cut the boot off. We're going to look at the joint. If the joint's all chewed up and there's no more polish left on it, if the joint looks like sandblasted aluminum, you're going to get a whole new joint or a whole new, whole new axle. We didn't know that till we take it apart, but it's our job to make sure that it's worst-case scenario, we're going to be in the $400 aside. But really, we're going to take it apart and just look at the joint. And if the joint looks good, we're going to clean the joint up. We're going to put a new boot on it. Squirt it full of grease, put a band on it, put it back in the car, and align it, and we're done. So that's kind of how it works. You know, that's if it's just and then and then if the grease underneath the car is is a two inch wide pattern of a, a wide stripe all over it, then that thing was run low on grease a long time ago. On the other hand, if there's a small amount of grease, then we can be pretty much assured that the axle will make it. There's all those moving parts there. And to answer your question, your Fiat's no different than anybody else's or any other car out there. I thought it was going to be, you know, some real high 
strict technical problem, but no, we can align it, we can do the boots, we can do all of that kind of stuff, and if you're in the Chandler area, um, I'm on Warner and I-10 just east. And so, yes, you'll have to make an appointment. Right now we're swamped, but but, you have, but we can get your, your fiat if you choose to have us. Anyway, Bill, thank you very much. That's very nice of you. And I'm going to write down fiat and axle, and because uh, I keep track of all the calls and everything. Do we have any? Oh, we have another caller. Gil, who might that be? Hello to JR. JR, good morning. How can I help you? Good morning out there. I'm uh, checking on this current theory. If I got tires that are on 70,000, well, 65, I'm getting ready to get some new tires. There's been a slight front end alignment problem just looking at it, just a little bit of wear pattern. Is it better to get the uh, alignment done now with the old tires or wait for a couple thousand miles and then get the new tires with a front end alignment on? What is the current thought on that? It makes no difference. Because well, we don't care what the old tires look like, and the alignment machine doesn't know what the old tires look like, <laughs> and and so it really doesn't. I wanted I, if I'm going to do any front end work, I want to see the tires that came that came on the car. I don't want to see somebody come in and have four brand new tires on it, and then tell me that they want me to replace the two lower ball joints and the two upper strut mounts to fix an alignment problem. I don't want to do that. Because somebody else has diagnosed it, and if I do that work and it doesn't fix the problem, whatever it is, then I'm the goat. I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. If you, that's how it works. So, so in your particular case, um, I, I, I would think you, you can do the alignment either way. Now, tell me what the slight alignment ha- pattern is. Tell me what it, it, it is. It, it, it's on, on the inside, on the inside, on the right side, and then on the outside, on the left side. So the driver's side has the outside wear pattern, where the passenger side has the inside wear pattern. That's very unusual. Very, very yeah. unusual. Yeah, I had, I, well, I had the tires rotated. I don't know what they did with the tires. Unfortunately, I wasn't there when the car was the truck was worked on. But I'm going to take a picture of it, uh, and then when I go to get the new tires put on, I'm going to suggest, "What do you think, here, buddy?" And then well, go from a, there. And, wait a minute. Is it possible that somebody just flipped one of the tires? If we've got inside wear on on the right front, then why don't we why don't we flip the tire over on the wheel and put the the good tread on the inside, and then therefore now you have this opposing pattern problem I've never seen before. But that would explain it if somebody was doing a nice thing and they go, you know what, I'm going to rotate his tires, but I'm going to flip this tire 180 because this has got a little aggressive wear on the inside, and I'm going to move that to the outside. That's a possibility. It really is the case. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, I've been waiting to get these new tires installed. They just got them in, so. I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't worry about it. I, 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 I'd put the new tires on it. Now, you can say to them, how much is to check the alignment? Because we're going to have to hang the heads. So we got to put it on the okay. rack and we got to hang the heads. And then we do a caster swing and we're done. And so the computer gives us all the readings. So you can say how much to check the alignment and give me a written printout of what it is and what it should be. And most of us are going to be in the forty fifty dollar range. If we're going to right. align it and we need a problem, we're going to call you and get more money. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah, I do. Sir, but if to get the new tires on before or, or whatever, is there like get it done within two thousand miles, a thousand miles? Is there no. kind of a wear pattern when you get new tires on that with the alignment testing would be better? No, n- none of that opinion. applies. None of it applies. It makes no difference if you've got a slight alignment problem. You can put new tires on it and just keep an eye on it. But I said at the very beginning, you got the outer on one side and the inner on the other. That's very unusual. That's very unusual. 
And the only possibility is somebody flipped one of those tires. Well, if that's the case, then we have wear on the inside of both tires or we have wear on the outside of both tires. And if that's the case, and the inside wear is going to be ball joints, the outside wear is going to be toe in, toe out. So we've got all these dynamics, so we might as well just put it on the alignment rack and and shake the front end. That's that's what I would suggest. I didn't even notice the wear factor on the tires. I mean, you know, pulling, it doesn't pull either way. It's runs true and so that was my why worry about the tires kind of alignment problem because it's you know there's that's just a minor one but then looking at the tires there's a wear pattern there but like they get the new tires to last as much as possible so okay i will check that out when i get the new ones on check that alignment out uh, what's it going to cost kind of thing and if there's a repair let me know yeah, that, cool that's good thank you uh, you're welcome jr you're welcome um i want to tell you something uh, uh yeah I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take it tell me who it is Say hello to John. John, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, uh, Mark. I'm uh, in Queen Creek. I, I had a shop in New York State, uh, lower New York State on the Jersey border. Uh, I just had three of my previous customers call me, and they have GMs, uh, trucks, and Suburbans with roughly eighty to 100,000 miles on them, and they're having a lot of uh, brake line rot. And it's so prevalent that they've been going to the GM dealerships and you can buy a whole kit to replace all the lines. Okay. And you're looking at seventeen to $2,000. Yep. Uh, I, I noticed, uh, you know, I, when I had my shop, we had lines that we could just replace, you know, separately that you could bought straight lines and you bent them up and put them in. Right. Uh, and I noticed that you're not mentioning any of that here and i understand you don't have the salt that we had on the east coast but uh they're having a lot of rust frame rust inner body panels i don't have much time i don't have much time but i I need to comment that's why they make 3m rubberized undercoating (laughs) yeah but you don't hear that so much of the undercoating anymore well, I, I don't know what to tell you. The answer to that problem, of course, in Arizona, you're talking about something that we don't have. But if I was in the east and I had a, a brake line problem, I would tell people at the very first oil change, let me undercoat your all your brake lines. Psst, 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 psst. I'm done. And and we just undercoat it so that, it, and, and and it's true we can't get 180 degrees, we can't get 360 degrees because the, the brake line is going to be up against the frame. But I can I can spray that undercoating on the top and the bottom and make that a pretty nice seal. But I want to tell you something. I have never replaced the brake lines on a car that you're describing. Never. So I think there is a fix, a 3M undercoating. And I buy 3M undercoating by the case. We use it all the time. Sometimes we use it to paint the battery terminals because we can't get people to stop taking them apart. So we just spray it with undercoating. We spray it underneath when we do cross members, and we do all kinds of stuff. And and a lot of times, if if we do go to a car that has undercoating and we disturb it, we just and spray it again. So anyway, Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email address, Mark at MarkSalem.com. And Mark Salem is my website, S-A-L-E-M, just like the company that owns KKNT in Phoenix. This is the Salem Network. My name is Mark Salem, and I'm not the owner, but I do know the owner, and his name is Salem. (laughs) Anyway, I'm here every Saturday, and we're talking cars from 10 to noon. You're welcome to join us, or you can use my email address, Mark at MarkSalem.com. Thank you very much, the 12 of you, for making my day. I'll be here next Saturday at straight up 10 o'clock on 960 The Patriot. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.